The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, Toyota, let's let's go places. places. Is it me you're looking for? No. Okay. Don't do that. Welcome to Tiger Valley. My name is Bobby. We got Gilby and we got my girlfriend Kalila here. And it's been a crazy fucking week, man. It's just been crazy. It's just all kinds of disastrous and before before we continue, mm. um most of the complaints that we've been getting this week via Twitter is that People absolutely hate when they can hear you um, eating on the mic. So if you can just uh, swallow before we continue. That'd be really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> just swallow, Bobby. Please. But let me ask you this. Does it bother you? It does. It's been bothering me since before we even started this podcast when we were just on the calamity. Okay, so I won't eat. I won't eat anything. Even always- though I need protein, I, know I need nutrients to get me going. For you... I won't eat anything. Thank you. And for our viewers and our listeners, okay? But can I start fucking over now? You just ruined my rhythm. It's been a crazy week. And there's so much to talk about. Is it there not? It's a lot. Huh? A lot. It's a lot. Number one, what happened? Are we going to just go through the obvious first? What do you mean the obvious? I popped a pimple on your back. Oh, number one. that wasn't the most obvious. Well, now I want to know about that. She goes, hey, pop this pimple. I'm like, what? It looked like, it was like Mount Fuji. It was like. It was a period (laughs) pimple because, okay, my skin is generally clear. I don't break out in my face ever. But every every time, a week leading up to my period, I always have just one monstrous volcano. And it just happened to me in an unreachable spot in my back this time. And I asked you and it was really full of pressure and it was hurting me. And I just asked you for a solid and you cried about having to pop a pimple, which is basically every other person's dream come true. Because if someone asked me to pop a pimple, I will drive 15 miles to their home just to pop it. That's how I'm rewarding just not a it is big for fan. me. I just I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of other people's pus. I follow Dr. Pimple Popper. That's yeah, how much I, I love. I don't follow that person. I don't even know who the fuck that person is. It's just an Instagram of all like um, cyst removal and blackhead removal and whitehead popping. And it's oh. amazing. And then um, so then that happened. And then um, Paris happened. Oof. So we were on our um, we flew to Vancouver Friday morning. And in that span of two hours, that's when it happened. So when we landed we saw the TV screen and it was we were in shock. Mm-hmm. In just absolute shock. Well, I was. You know how the like the the back of the seats have plane seats have those little te- what do you call it? TV. Uh, TVs. <laughs> All right, TVs. Bobby, come on. <laughs> they have TVs, right? Yeah. So we had landed and I looked at this man's the back of his TV 
and there was like it, it wasn't was, it was at not the back of his TV it was at his TV but it was on the back of somebody else's chair that was in front of his anyway um Jesus <laughs> I know and it, it, you you saw you know just mayhem and I was like oh my god and we googled it and um or just um or been heartbroken about it I have been there's I really, really have been because if you have you seen the victims' photos in it, I mean they're just people that you just friends like oh that's that's my friend Jim looks like that. Oh, you know I mean that's my friend Lizzie almost, but she, you know, Lizzie's not Chilean or whatever. You know what I mean? What do you think of um, what do you think of people that have um been getting really upset at the fact that you know this uh, Paris massacre has gotten a lot of press versus let's let's say like the Kenyan massacre and that um Garissa University earlier this year like what do you think of people saying no you should pray for the world not just Paris well, which i think Ke- i agree let me ask I you totally that. let me ask with. you a question uh-huh. in the Kenyan massacre were there white people that died um probably not bobby well then there we go I think we should start this podcast over. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I think we should start this podcast Retraction over. Retraction hour. I'm totally retract, kidding. It's retract, a joke. Retract, Bobby. He's a Complete, comedian? I retract it. I absolutely retract it. But. Do you really? I do. <laughs> I really do. I mean, you, I mean, but even with Asians, when we get slaughtered, it's not as, it's not news. What was the last big. Asian like, uh, if you ask anybody, hey, do you know who Pol Pot is? Right. Generally, people go, no, what's that? Is that a dish? <laughs> you know, right? You know, or I had that at a Vietnamese restaurant or whatever, but it's like. I think that you're asking generally Americans, though, because I think everywhere else in the world, people do know who Pol Pot is. People do know. About no, the I'm Kimberly just strictly Rouge. talking about Americans. OK, mm-hmm. you know, Pol Pot is considered one of the worst human beings ever to live on planet Earth. Right. He, he led the Khmer Rouge and he slaughtered three, four million Cambodians. You know, he he. They developed that one uh, torture where they take the bamboo and put spikes in between the fingernails so that slowly grows into people's fingers. Ugh. You know, uh, you know that's always a good one. But like, you know, there's all these th- things that happen. But if it doesn't involve involve white people, that it's just not as tragic. You know, and I'm not I'm not backing. I don't. What is white in- people? Because the day before that, there was uh, an e- if not almost the same amount of people that died in Beirut. I mean, to me, Middle Eastern is still considered generally what 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 race do they fall under? Not white. I mean, to some they are. To who? I mean, it's like yeah, they're Middle Eastern, but it's like that's they're not they're neither black nor Asian. Like it still falls. They're under. brown. They're not okay. Yeah, like desert Mexicans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Retraction hour. <laughs> they're not desert Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> they're not desert Mexicans. Yeah, yeah, they're, not de- they're not. They're not. Because but, basically, Mexican. A lot of Mexico is the like desert, that, and that's the most important thing. Jesus Christ, Retraction. Bobby! They don't <laughs> smell bad. They smell great. <laughs> they smell great, guys. They smell great. Hey, but, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. What? Um, I am part Egyptian, right? Yes. There we go. I gotta say, like, if I don't shower within a few hours, I, I got a little bit of the funk. Yeah. There's she just this. Just you never smell it. And she gets back pus. <laughs> oh, yeah, clean yeah, your back. Yeah. Clean your back, baby. Was, Can you do that, please? It was one pimple. I mean, Jesus. Uh, I'm calling like, Gilbert next time. I'm gonna call you the next time I have a. But pimple. I want to. I mean, it's like. I mean, what? Are, there's. I don't know what to do about this. I think because this the, ISIS situation though is is like you know Americans, we created that situation. Let's be honest. You know, we just, just we just 
destabilized. Is that the word? Destabilized. We destabilized uh, Iraq, right? I don't know much about it, but like a lot of his army, Saddam Hussein's army, right, were disenfranchised and they joined ISIS, correct? It was just chaos. There was a civil war and um, and people said that that was going to happen if we went in there and we went in there and we caused that. And uh, um, Yeah, but to keep going so back and saying, okay, like, almost. okay, we can we can stick blame where we think it originated, but that's just not But no, the nobody, problem. nobody what talks, saying, you watch CNN, no one talks about that. I understand that because that's they don't no say, longer, the, no, but that's they no should longer say, the problem at hand. You, you know, ISIS, you know what I mean? They're, they attacked Paris, Bush created that. But that's they no should long- say that. That's no longer the problem. But they don't ever say that. Okay, that's fine. So even if we know where it originates, and even if we all accept it, that doesn't fix anything. I know, I know, and I what know, I feel, I my sentiments towards Paris to Beirut, um, the crashing of that plane of that Russian je- um, airliner in Egypt. It's it's. I feel so deeply, and and I feel so wrong about it that I that I'm. I have nothing to say because it's almost I'm at a place where it it feels hopeless to me because I'm not somebody who can impart any type of change into what's happening. It's almost like this is out of my hands. I can only elect who I, who I can elect who I into power, but it's not it there's nothing at this point in my life that I can do to change that and it I feel so hopeless about it. So I basically I I want to have an intellectual opinion I just have nothing to say. I feel more than I can say. Can, I'm going to say something maybe controversial, and I don't want to get in trouble. Well, for nothing it. can be worse than desert Mexicans at this point, so you're 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 good. <laughs> oh, there's so much more than oh, that. You but, fueled Bobby right here. Yeah, yeah, you just fueled me. But um, like you've heard of the Westboro Baptist Church, correct? So that's like an extremist Christian, you know, group, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like, um, yo, Christians. Check your own people. Like I know they're not a part of your denomination. I know, but they're under the umbrella of Christianity. Just check it. You know what I mean? So go and take care of your business and you know what I mean? Cut that shit out. You tell you're saying that Christians should should um condemn the Westboro. It's like when my brother Baptist and I Church. went to when my brother and I went inside remember I told you when he, my brother bought me tickets to the master? At the arc light. Oh, the movie. Yeah, the yeah. Mo- yeah the movie. Right. So it was my birthday. And he goes, "Hey, dude, let's go out to the master." I go, "That's my present." He goes, "Yeah, dude, happy birthday." Fourteen dollars. So, we- <laughs> so yes, yeah, so, so we go there, right? And we're sitting there, and this lady told my brother to shh because he was laughing at a scene that he wasn't supposed to laugh at or whatever. And then he started like doing elbows to her face, like but not not touching not her, touching but, like, her but inches elbows. like fake elbows like he was gonna. He yeah, was going to yeah. like, you know what I mean? Bloody her up. They would just stop. So then like, I right grabbed before. his hair and I dragged him out of the theater. Oh, big brother move. Like 12 minutes into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I choked him in the lobby of the arc light. Wow. Like, if so you ever do that again, it's my birthday. You know, you know, and then I, did, I wasn't able to see the master. I've never seen it. Yeah. I saw 12 minutes of it. You got to check your own people. So you're saying that the. That the Christians should I think that Christians every single... What's should, her name? Um, um, Phelps? Yeah, Shirley Phelps. Shirley Phelps. Fred Phelps is dead, I think. And um, and I think Muslims should check ISIS. Muslims? <laughs> I I, what do you call them? Muslims. Muslims. I call them Muslims. Okay. Yeah. What? Just, uh, 
I'm just gonna plead the fifth on all of this. Well, no, I'm I'm just throwing out a, th- you know, yeah, outrageous what? ideas. Is it? Well, okay. Well, then what is? It's like what 1. Do you 1. do? Like 1.5 billion people are a Muslim, right? But here you and and, and this is scattered all over the world. Well, in where Indonesia, do you think ISIS gets Africa, their money? I'm. You're saying what how do you think could, ISIS? Oh, tell ISIS, me. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Tell me, as a person in Indonesia, living in Indo- Indonesia, as a woman living in Indonesia, where actually Muslim women are given a whole lot more quote unquote freedom compared to like Muslim women in Saudi Arabia, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually even elected into power. Mm-hmm. What I'm what I'm saying is, what can I do as a Muslim citizen in Indonesia? To choke out, not quote choke, unquote, like not choke out saying. someone not, in ISIS. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. How, how am I going to uh, you can do travel? Kalila, just listen to me, okay? ISIS is funded by what? Oil money, right? This money it comes from somewhere in Saudi Arabia, from, you know, you know, oil merchants, you know? And it's like, these people are, you know, also Muslims. Can you? Uh, <laughs> oof. Muslims. They're also Muslims, right? And it's like you got to check your own people. So it's like that's why I'm asking you. If, if you, if you're, if how for, do I check them? If I'm no, a- not not that lady, not that fucking lady. What I'm saying that, but there are there are Muslims in like Saudi Arabia that have a lot of money that they know, you know, indirectly some of their money is going to being funneled the, some, into ISIS. Funneled into ISIS, right? Check your own shit. You know what I mean? But that they, should be your number one priority to go. You know what? None of my money. Yeah, but that's intentional. That's funneling. I, I, that's exactly what I'm saying, right? So it's like now, what's the bigger question? You know, the bigger question is. You know, there's some enabling going on, in the Middle East. According to Vice, yes. Yeah, and and it, and if there's enabling, then it's like I understand that I have a lot of friends that are Muslims, and I don't know much about the religion. I don't know much about any religion. I think any religion is weird. I think we should go to take a religious um, studies course in college. Remember we talked about I think it? I'm doing pretty fine right now, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. All right? You're a product of your environment, correct? Yes. Like, if I'm born into a Muslim household, I probably grew up to be Muslim, right? It's regional shit, you know? It's like... You're making no sense. No, I am. Why? How am I not? I, know. I just want to clarify. You're not saying all Muslims are bad. No, I didn't say like, that. I just want to make sure that people. No, are I, okay. of course I didn't say that. Thank you, Gilbert. Yeah, I just want to make sure because I think cut. all religions bad. Hey, good. At least you did that. <laughs> what do you I mean? Think so too. I never said anything bad yet. Yeah. You even have some fucking extreme atheists who just like grind my gears too. Yeah. But anyway, and I mean, you know what? what? Do... There are there are people who practice who are practicing um, Buddhists who kill other people in Myanmar who who commits who who slaughter people. So it's like you're, there's 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 no perfect religion out there. Everyone's got their own agenda, and mm-hmm. it's not. I wouldn't say that religion is what you know. There's this guy, um, he he was on CNN. I don't know when with on with Don Lemon, who basically said like, you know, it's not religion that makes people bad. It's people that make people bad. You know, it's like even no matter what denomination you come from. And he used like those um, those Buddhists in Myanmar. Just, you know, these marauding monks just slaughtering and people. And also, can I just say that what black person's last name is Lemon? <laughs> Have you thought about that? And Don. Don. Yeah, Don right? So it's like, no, you're black a black man. family. Number one, your last name isn't Lemon, right? And you're not going to name your kid Don. So that dude changed it to that. Stage name. Yeah, he went. To, he was in college. Like, I want to do broadcasting. 
You know what I mean? But my name is Tyrone Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the black. Yeah. What do I? What do I? He probably put a, a thousand words into a basket, right? And the first one was lemon. Yeah. Maybe lime, and he's like, I don't want lime. I want lemon. lemon yeah. Yeah. And then you know what I mean? Don. Yeah. Rhymes is Ron. Yeah. Don. Yeah. Don. Cool. Yeah. Don Lemon. You want to talk about? Um... I'm not done talking about this. Okay, I am. I'm going to just say a couple more things then. Okay. Bobby's final statement. Is, <laughs> is it? The thing is, is this, is that like you watch, you know, the victims, you know, of these poor families. It's like, you know, everybody's life, every single life that's taking away, they have obviously friends, family, people that love them and that they love. Like my parents and my brother and you, Kalila, not you so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But are so dear to me that like it's like if anything like that happened, it would devastate and ruin my life. And and that happened, you know what I mean, over a hundred and what, how many people died? Twenty nine. Twenty nine times. You know what I mean? So if you just don't think of it that way, so and what I'm asking ISIS is like, don't do it anymore. ISIS, if you can hear Bobby Lee right Seriously, now. Seriously, ISIS, whoever the guy is, you know what I mean, the leader, just do it someone make pamphlets, you know what I mean? <laughs> Pass them out, whatever you're. I don't know what your deal is, but you're like, you're a murder. You guys are fucking murderers. Bad. Just bad. Really, just bad, bad fucking people, you know? And it's like, and if there is a hell, then you're definitely going there. I mean, this is, it's, it's Not fucking in their awful. Eyes. Not there but hell. it's just, no, it's, listen, listen, I don't think that morality, morality, like right or wrong, you know what I mean, is something that, religion taught us i think it's a born intuitive you know n- n- it's a, like a knowing you know like even if i was a caveman you know unless i was like fighting for resources or whatever right but i wouldn't kill somebody just to kill them you know i i don't think that's right i think you're wrong i don't think people are born a certain way or not born a certain way i think that there's a lot of nurture involved you're saying someone is just inherently or they're already when they're born they're already predestined to be a particular type of person i don't think so no what i'm okay but he, yet, yet some people are just born that way i guess you know what i mean but i think that for the most part and generally is what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i feel like you know the, i mean i know dudes that had really rough upbringings you know that had, they were fondled you know what i mean their peepees were fondled with, you know, and, you know, their parents hit them or they were alcoholics or whatever. And they had a sibling that turned bad and went to prison, but then they decided to, you know, you know, they just wanted to have a good life, you know, so they went, you know, they did things to to improve their life. But it's like, you know, what's so funny? Nothing. I'm not, I'm not laughing. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not. I'm listening. I, I had a thought in my mind what and it, it was like a completely independent thought not related to what you were saying and yeah. I just giggled in the inside. Okay, baby. Yeah, I think you're, make, you're making fun of me because you think I'm stupid. I don't think you're stupid at all. Mm. I just think that you um, you can do better. What do you mean? I think that um, I, I, I don't want to have our usual fight that we on this podcast. So no, I'm what gonna, is it? No, no, no. I just think that some of your opinions are based on um, th- things you don't know about. Like, like what? But that's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna. I'm no, not no, gonna just say it because you just said it. No, I think I, that I can't continue, continue unless you say it. I, that's that's the general. That's the general idea no, of tell how me I what feel. It is. I think that 
you have very strong opinions for somebody who, like me, like me, doesn't know a lot about, I mean, we watch the news, right? But that's the extent of our knowledge, something that's already fabricated and fed to us. We don't individually go out and, and know these conditions, situations, people. We basically regurgitate what we hear from the news and we form sort of a superficial opinion. And all I'm saying is that for something as sensitive of a topic as ISIS and France and all of that, like I, I usually like to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? I know nothing and I feel hopeless, but to... to, I, I, to I, I, there's... Okay, I understand what you're saying, I guess, but the thing is, is that there's just obvious things, right, that happened, okay? Innocent people bought tickets to see a rock concert, okay? And they were mowed down by guns and, you know what I mean, whatever they used, all right? And they lost their lives. To me, that's, has, that's cut and dry, okay? What ISIS's intentions are or what their propaganda or what they believe is, you know what I mean, it's a side fact. I don't care what, what that is, you know what I mean? It doesn't support their behavior, okay? So it's like, I don't need to be Don Lemon, all right? I don't need to, you know, be, uh, you know, that dude from MSNBC. What's the name? Rachel Maddow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just don't I love like, that guy. I just like, my, my thing is people who are very, like, xenophobic and who are saying that, you know, I mean, even in Alabama, that, that mayor saying that he would never allow any, like, Syrian refugees and, like, yeah, I, I, I disagree with stuff. that guy. It's like, that, that that's I, why you saying that hey like Muslims take care of your own people and like get and I said that about yourself. Christians too Christians take care of that West Baptist church shit because that shit is fucking weird mm -hmm. you know what I mean when you're like when you have a group claiming that they're Christians and they're going to people like military funerals and protesting that they deserve to die you know what I mean that that's like you know what I mean a bad thing you know what I mean but that's what not, about if they just cannot be contained oh you can contain it Oh, you can. Just bomb their neighborhood. Well, we're, we're not going to talk about how we can. No, 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 not in that way. But there are just ways to do it. There are ways to do it. Not in America, there aren't. Oh, there are. There are. <laughs> Someone needs to poison Shirley Phelps. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I mean, they're just you know. I mean, they're killing abortion doctors. So what? What's the stretch, really? <laughs> you know. I mean, if you're going to kill, like, a doctor, you know what I mean? Then um, I think that that's not a stretch. But anyway, so then that happened, Paris. And um, my heart goes out to yep. the families and, and the victims. It's fucking awful. And um, and then um, Saturday, we, we were in Vancouver, and um, we saw the fights, the UFC fights. We UFC almost didn't see the fights, which was the problem. We... Um, the fights um, started at 7 p.m. and Bobby's first show started at 7 p.m. And his his second show was to end around midnight. So we would have completely missed it. So our plan was, okay, in the middle of your shows, let's go run to the bar, you know, two blocks so away. So she makes an assumption. It's a sports bar. I don't care. And, she makes an And we're in Canada. Not, Wouldn't you think, okay, no, 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 I don't, and you're no. in Canada, how much Canadians love UFC? The record breaking. Well, I don't I don't know that, and you know, I mean, maybe fight previous to that to was me, in they, Toronto, they like right? log 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 chop, chopping. 
Hey, don't we're in Vancouver. I just assumed that some uh, that a bar, at least one TV in this massive bar, would be showing the fight. That's all. That was uh, what I thought was a safe assumption. I know, but this is what you know. This is what the Lees do. The Lees call and they go, "Hey, are you you guys showing the fight? Hey, yo, yeah. what's up? That fight, you got it? Yeah, you got it. She made an assumption. So, in between shows, we I run out of the club, and plus, this thing is not across the street. It's like down a hill. It's like super cold. You know what I mean? It's and, uphill. Yeah, but on the way back, it was up, uphill. Mm-hmm. And we, so we go all the way down there. It's not playing. Now, it, my, my girl, Johanna's fighting. There, was 30, there were 32 TVs all showing hockey. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I nearly what... lost my shit. And oh my what God. was even pissing me off more. Oh, that's when you texted me. I was this like, is when oh, I yeah. texted you. And you know I had the fury like in my heart was because... Everyone around us at that time was like, oh, why don't you just watch the replay or watch it when you get home to California or it's no big deal. And I'm like, please, please get out of my fucking face. It's not history or anything. No, but you know how I it's like telling somebody not to watch the the Super Bowl when they're fully and fully invested into that sport all season. It's just you just don't come to my face and tell me or ask this. What? Who's Ronda Rousey? You just don't do that. Just get the fuck out of my face. Find me a TV where I can pay money and watch some shit. Like, that's all. That's all I'm asking. So what happened was we went back to the green room. The Wi-Fi is terrible at the comedy club. I didn't know that and he had I his didn't iPad. Know, so I had my iPad. And we went to um, Fight Pass, my, an app. We just fucking bought it off of that. I didn't yeah. know you had your iPad. And we watched it. You know? We could... we. You made me go down that fucking hill. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I ran with you in heels. I know. And so we wa- We saw. We didn't. We missed half of jo- Johanna's um, fight uh, the first round. You would have been stressed out. I was stressed. No, but we saw it. You know, we saw it after the the first kick. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah. So then, okay. yeah, yeah. After, so we didn't see that beautiful kick. Mm-hmm. And then the second round was, and third round. I mean, it was fucking close. Yeah, it was close. It was tight. Uh, it was t- it, wait, hold on. Score wise, overall, it uh, was not close. Uh, no, no, I, 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 I think that the second round, first and second were close. First no. and second were uh, debatable. Uh, that was a f- that was a fifty forty five. I'm sorry. Every round, I could justify Joanna winning. Oh, that's uh, of course. But I mean, like just watching it, you're kind of like, oh wow, I thought she was gonna steamroll, steamroll. No, there's, but that's that's the beauty about Yuana, and I truly love this about her, and which is what I think Ronda Rousey lacks is a is that maturity, the maturity to take your time, to be patient. Yeah, she really has that that um, yeah, that it, she's she's mature about it, and she she goes into the the fights with with a realistic knowledge about her opponent, not underestimating anybody, and just thinking, hey, you know what, like. Even when she was asked in the post-fight conference, it's like you know, are you 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 could have finished it, or are you upset that it didn't, you know, you didn't finish it early early on? And she was just like, no, why, you know, not with a girl like Valerie. A girl like Valerie is a, is a formidable opponent. I I I want not, to make sure you don't want to just bum rush your way in there. Yeah. Also, I gained such a huge respect for Valerie. Oh yeah. I mean, she, oh man, dude. Number one is a beast. She's she's strong. She's yeah. very technical, you know. She's she deserves that. She deserved that shot. She was game. I mean, there was wow. a sh- there was a kick that Johanna did in the fourth round, I think, where she, where she kicked Valerie's throat. Yeah, you know what I mean, which would uh, I mean, I would have died. 
I know I would have died. I would have. I would have yeah, yeah. died too. I would have crushed my voice box. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, been able I, to speak afterwards. And it didn't kill her. She just, you know, she did a, a face, and then she kind of put her neck like, oh, that hurt or whatever, and then she went back into the fight. But it's like, wow. And and but the last two were definitely Johanna's, and she deserved to win the fight. But that was a tough fight. Did you see? Um, and I'm Valerie. Gonna, uh, um, trying to squint or like cover her oh, eye. Yeah, and I, I think I don't know if this. I didn't read anything confirming any type of injury with those fighters, but like that type of squinting and the amount of um, bruising around her eye, she could have possibly broken her orbital, orbital bone. I think Dana said she did. Oh, did she really? Yeah, when he went to visit the hospital, something happened with. The no, eye. he said that it was worse in the hospital than than we saw in the octagon because oh. it just got increasingly bigger and bigger and bigger. But I don't think that he said that she um, fractured her orbital bone because, but then that's usually a, a your eyeball fall out. Uh, no, but dude, but then those type of injuries are scary because you have a lot of really important nerves. You can detach, you know, a lot of things that, you know, can cause like, per you can cause, but if I'm damage. fighting and an eyeball fell out, would they stop it? You, that's almost an impossibility. You'd have to gouge someone's eyeballs out. That oh. would make headlines though. <laughs> Bobby Lee's eye falls out <laughs> still does comedy shows <laughs> hey guys uh. <laughs> I mean people have shit in the ring and then um, that's true I, I shit just in daily life and then um, the main <laughs> I like you're one-upping that and fuck then, that I shit daily <laughs> and then the main event happened and I told um, oh wow this is what happened I told Kalila what did I say we were there and on the couch in the green room, green room, tiny green room, just him and I. And he goes hundred hundred dollars on Holly, and I said knock no out. Way. I said knock out. I said she's like she's gonna knock her out. I said no way. Wow. Do you know why? Why? Because you don't like Ronda's antics. Because you no. also don't like Connor's antics, right? No, no, no. It's not. She, it's no. He no. actually makes a valid point. He all of this while that Ronda has catapulted to the top and in the front of you know every single magazine bobby is the only one who hasn't been sold on her talent he says oh, okay. he's always been like you know what when i see her strike oh it's bad it's not commanding like i to me it still looks like someone inexperienced it looked like carla asparza stand up actually sloppy you know? right Very it's sloppy. sloppy it's it she doesn't she, she doesn't look like a striker no, which she isn't no pop yeah you know and um so all her fights before, I mean, I you can tell that her, you know, what I mean, her submissions are a list, and you know, she's she, her throws are amazing. I mean, yeah. she's very good she's grappler, an amazing, you know, amazing, you know. But you know, I was never impressed by her striking, and I was just in general the way she's won. It's not that exciting to watch for me, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm more of a Johanna guy. I like longer fights. I like technical fights, but um. But well, we... as soon as I saw, like, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know much about Holly Holm. But, you know, when they play that little thing about her, you yeah. know what I mean? And I just said to myself, oh, yeah, she's going to beat her. Do you guys want to uh, do a quick breakdown of, of the Ronda fight real quick? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay, we'll break it down in three. Just talk about the technical aspect and what you guys thought about it. Just the fight itself. Not no one, no one's attitude, not the weigh-ins, not nothing. Just what you saw. I think Bobby covered it. It was just her striking wasn't there. Mm -mm. And, you know, like it's uh, there was no pop to anything. And you can see it even like in all her fights. She's lost most exchanges. And even the Betch fight, it was sloppy. She has power. Yeah, you're right. She has power, but it was still sloppy. She has. Here's, you're exactly right. I think that Ronda has like 
she has heavy paws, no matter what, because oh, she grazed. I think strong. she barely grazed Beshkohea, but she grazed her in the right part of her head. Yeah. To uh, that, and and you know what? There's a good chance that Beshkohea really has no chin at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like in that sense, she did. She didn't look different. She bum rushed Besh the same way that she did Holly, except that Holly is taller. She's she is she knows exactly how to keep the distance, mm-hmm. and she employed. A perfect, you know, game plan. She's a boxing pro. All they do is distance. That's all they do is distance distance. and timing and, you know, rhythm. And it's also, she's also a kickboxing Mm -hmm. pro, right? I got to ask you guys one thing that I noticed. When you watch all the um, um, Ronda Rousey's training, like highlight reels, open workouts, what's the one thing that you notice when she's hitting pads? She looks amazing hitting That's pads. I'll, I'll say but, she looks like a boxer hitting pads. Yeah, but what she, what's, the, what's the difference? What is she not doing uh, when I you see her hitting pads? I don't watch that stuff because I have a life, guys. <laughs> I mean, just watch the yeah, fight. I don't, what, excuse me while I go back to Fallout 4. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what? what does that mean? Fallout 4? That means you play a lot of Fallout 4. All right, go ahead. What, what don't True. you see her doing? <laughs> Uh, she puts her head, up, her chin up when she fights. She does, but when she box, when she's at the gym, her chin is down. I've noticed that. The one fight. thing you never see that I never see is you don't see any of her footwork. That's the main. When when you're standing and you're hitting pads and Edmund is doing his whole like it looks impressive, right? It looks very impressive, yeah. But you you're not standing in the middle of the octagon hitting pads. You're you're going. You're trying to chase down someone who's got amazing footwork and years and years and years of working on her fucking footwork. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's one of the things where like my buddy Matt leading up to this fight because I knew you know how last weekend on my MMA minute I was like yeah Ronda's Ronda Ronda's gonna do Ronda clinch up throw yeah. her blah 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 you and I had you told me first round yeah I had zero faith in Holly but, but I said but you she, said yeah she'd probably make it to the third round and lose because of. Toronto, but she was going to last a This long is time. why, because I've never, I've watched uh, all of Holly's previous fights, like Raquel Pennington, um, the girl Renault, and you can tell that she is a very skilled stand-up girl. And I've seen her deliver that same KO kick, not in, not in UFC, but to that black girl she fought. Yeah, I forget amateur, who. A lot of amateur fights. Right, so she, you know that that fights. bitch has a Mirko Krokop, like, deadly kick. Have you seen her thighs? Yeah. She's amazing, but I always thought that she didn't have any commanding wins in the UFC that was like, wow, okay. So I got a little bit swayed, but my buddy Matt the whole week was like, dude, she trains with Greg Jackson and Mike Winklejohn. She trains with John Jones. Ronda will not be able to take her down quite so easy. And he basically, he literally told me, he's like, Kalila, the writing is on the wall. You're being sold a champion with plenty of holes in her stand-up game. And you're getting sucked in by these sentimental promo videos with this beautiful music that makes you believe she's truly unstoppable. And this is what he said. He's like, I'm telling you now. And he put money on Holly Holmes. She is, Ronda Rousey is not unstoppable. And damn it, I wish I had listened and put money on it. I don't it. think anyone's unstoppable, really. Look at Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre. Yeah, the Sarah fight. It's Sarah. like, you don't know. It's, you, can, you know, I mean, Johanna could lose one day, you know, you know and Claudia Gadelia sure. could beat her. You yeah. know, I mean that's that's gonna be a difficult fight for Johanna. Do you know what her um, Edmund Tverdian said today, Bobby? Huh. He said well, Holly. Well, first say what happened between the rounds. Oh yeah, but so between after the first round, after Ronda was gassed, got had picked an, apart. Got picked apart in the first round. Her um, coach Edmund Tverdian said 
The only commentary, the only thing he said to her in the middle of rounds was beautiful work, champ, beautiful work. He could have given her some type of technical guidance, but didn't. So everyone's sort of like, what the fuck were you doing? I remember Joe Rogan saying, that's fucking crazy talk. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but he, today, I, don't know, I don't know anything about um, MMA. I mean, I like watching it, but that's not what I would have said. Yeah. What would you I have would, said? This is what I would have said. I think you lost that one. Good. Being okay, honest number one, to your okay. fighter, yes. Yeah. You're rushing in like a baby. Mm-hmm. Like a drunk baby. Frustrated. Mm-hmm. Frustrated and Catch you're pouting, mm-hmm. you know. You're going to have to pace yourself, all right? Lean back. I don't know anything about <laughs> Lean it. Back. Lean back. Lean <laughs> back. Wait, actually, no, no, no. Right now, he's saying something. It's yeah. all on yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Keep you're, going, yeah, keep going. Yeah, you're on point, babe. You're on point. Lean back and choose your moment, you know. Pretty and you're going to and and your moment is you got to take her down. Yeah, you can't just keep chasing after Cuz you're going to lose stand up wise. Good job, baby. I think that Rhonda should hire you as her that next That literally would have been better than what Edmund said. Like honestly. All of that was much better. better. But today Edmund said that he doesn't think that Holly Holm got the, got the best out of that striking game. He thinks that <laughs> Holly Holm did not outstrike Ronda Rousey. And it's like, um, sir, what the fuck are you smoking? Your girl took a nap in the octagon. She is taking a nap in the octagon. Like, what are you thinking? Of course she got outstruck. She absorbed one of a thunderous leg kick. But it has nothing. Let me say this, though. I'm going to say this. It, it's not about, I mean, it is about skill, obviously. But the thing is, is that it's about what, she, what's going on in her life? Yeah, all right. That's she's the other got. Thing, yeah. She's starring in a movie coming out, right? Book tour. Book, Book tour, tour, right? Yeah. These are all things that have nothing to do with fighting, mm-hmm. all right? It's it's like when I we know a comedian that now wants to be a singer songwriter, <laughs> and he's going to open mics and he's singing songs, right? And what I want to say to this guy is, you haven't even conquered comedy yet, but he's you conquered know? bones. I don't I, I didn't want to. We don't know. Yep. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. No, but now you I just. Know a lot of people. No, but now you just. No, you don't. You d- just uh, fucked it up. D- anyway, that's anyway. Okay, yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that Rhonda has so much on her plate, right? You know, it's like you know what Mitzi Shore told me once. She goes, "Just do this." I go, "What?" Mm. She goes, "Fuck acting. Fuck commercials. Fuck all of it. Just focus on one thing." She's just got to focus on fighting because that's what she is. Mm-hmm. And all this exterior stuff, I'm guarantee you right now, if she didn't have a book deal, right, she wasn't doing movies, and, and her life depended, her finances, everything th- thing d- depended on these fights, she would have won. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What, I, I, what was Holly doing? All she had to focus was on That's fights. all she has is God. Holly has God, yeah. her dad, her husband. And this fighting thing, and that's it. it. And an amazing team behind her who's just like rallied behind her. But that all revolves around, you know what I mean, fighting, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I I completely agree. I think that it's a really, really tough job to be Champion. at the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're carrying a weight 10 times heavier than your contender. And you're coming into that ring 10 times more tired, 10 times less rested, 10 times more stressed about everything around you. And I think that internally, she had a lot of issues. I, I, I don't know anything, but it looked to me and I had I got the feeling that she had a lot of like internal issues with her camp. Yeah, with Jose Aldo. Her, her her family wasn't even with her in First Melbourne. First time her family never went. Jose Aldo has been on top for how long? 
10 years almost. 10 years, okay? Because the dude doesn't I, do all that exterior shit. Not that a, he, he might, he probably wouldn't be able to do it because he doesn't have the personality for it. Yeah. But regardless, right, he has his kid, his wife, and fighting. That's it. Yeah, but here's here's where I feel like I because you know, and I think that even Rogan says this a lot. You know, it's a common consensus consensus amongst fighters where it's like, how do I make as much money as possible in the eight years of my fighting prime? And it's like if I do the Jose Aldo route, right? Like, thank God he's been talented enough to stay up top, but he's not quite as, you know, he's just as talented if not more talented but he's not quite as marketable but i guarantee you if jose aldo had the marketability of ronda rousey i guarantee you that things would be a little bit different for him maybe I think maybe, that maybe he, would he wouldn't get that book deal. maybe he wouldn't be a 10-year champion though yeah but that's you're right but it's like he also ronda rousey is uh, also a, richer for, than him i understand that but if that's what you want to live your life based on is money that's one thing you know what I mean? i'm talking about you know what i mean of it, um, being a master of a craft. So if you want to master a craft, you. you know, like I know a lot of comedians that have way more money than I do, right? But it's just like, you know, I don't, you know, they've stolen jokes. You know, I know a lot of dudes that have stolen a lot of bits and jokes and they've gotten to the top. That's not my, I don't want to do that, mm -hmm. you know? So here's my question to you. If you were in the position of Ronda Rousey where it's like, okay, I'm a woman in this sport. I know that I have, I, I can take two different routes here. I can focus on being the champion and just organically, you know, um, you know, make my money that way, potentially not have a book deal, not get into movies. Or I could play so it to my advantage a little bit in a way to where I could, you know what I mean? Play, so play the little arrogant girl, so Kalila, play the little compelling Kalila, girl. Kalila, Kalila, you're saying to me that she wouldn't be where she is at without the Expendables, without no, being in the Entourage no. movie. Um, that's what I'm talking about. All these fucking things she's doing. But what right? I'm saying for you is... She it, made it big. The, Ronda Rousey is who she is, not because of that stuff. She is because of her person, natural personality. But you uh, realize there is a very small window at which UFC fighters can actually make money. They're not making multi-million dollars per fight. So you're They're saying, not Floyd so what you're saying, she wouldn't have been a millionaire no. if she didn't do that exterior stuff. No, are you kidding me? No, she, in she, the beginning of career, she just started getting paid well recently. Before but, but, that, because the UFC, she was in movies. No, no, no. The movies are paying her. Her endorsement deals, her yeah, endorsements, movies, fine. books. You can have endorsement deals. Okay, you can be represented by Red Bull. You're not Bull understanding what I'm whatever. saying at all. What? No, what I'm saying is this, okay? Is Conor McGregor, right? It's not, he's not, he's focused on fighting. That's it. He is That other fighting. stuff is a part of his personality, okay? So what I'm saying is, is that Josie Aldo doesn't have that personality. Ronda Rousey is already that brooding kind of like, you know what I mean? Icon, she's got yeah. yeah, she's already got all that interesting shit. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is is that she's being stretched. Okay? So it's like McGregor if McGregor's not doing Liam Neeson and McGregor in, you know what I mean, Irish fight. What an original title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, you know what I mean? He's, you know, he's you know doing press stuff, right? But I guarantee you he's Fight doing game. that his liquid 
his liquid like training and all that stuff that he's doing. You know what I mean? Are you mad at me? I'm not, no, I'm not mad. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. You sound I I don't I it's But Rhonda had to do all this stuff. You're That's right. Why she like, became the I'm I, not the saying icon. just the movies and her book, right? It's like if I'm coming in, let's suppose she was my daughter. My daughter comes into the sport, she's in her twenties mm-hmm. and I know that there is she's got a window of time at which to propel herself to the top both in recognition and name in the sport and also in her finances, right? So it's like there's only a small window of time that you can really truly make this money. So it's like it's not it's not it's easy to say no, you know what? I'm going to turn down that big blockbuster movie. I'm going to turn down that book deal. I'm going to turn down all this media because ultimately I'm not I'm I'm not just doing a disservice to my bank account, but I'm also doing a disservice to the sport. And the reason that the UFC women's that that the, the sport of um um Women's um, MMA has gotten to the degree that it's gotten is because she's put herself in mainstream situations yeah. like movies, like book deals, or else we wouldn't I have been so. I, I, my argument is, is that I feel like she would have gotten all that without that. But even, Not the, at ca- all. even the casual fans that don't even know who. Right. If she's my, winning, right? For me, I've never heard anybody say. Jesus, man, that Expendables was so awful. But You're did not, you see Rhonda? Yeah, but it puts her on the like, map. Like I didn't of even know she was in minds. it until like you know what I mean. It puts her in the minds of just regular like people, like my mother or like my stepdad, who is like, yeah, you know what? I know nothing about her past as an Olympic judoka, whatever, whatever. But we they know who Ronda Rousey is, and you know what? That that makes that just elevates the sport for women all the more. This is why I think that whoever is being so fucking awful to her at the moment are 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 are, are pretty limited in their in their scope or their intelligence of what it, it is to to fucking appreciate someone like so Ronda Rousey in this Connor, you think Conor McGregor should do movies and stretch himself Ah Bobby then. you're not getting the bigger picture my friend I'm so sorry you're just not You're 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 being you're being you're talking about it from like I love how she gets angry at me He's getting so red She gets so red and angry what are you getting angry about? Who's getting angry? No, I could see your eyes. I know you so well, I'm just, sweetheart. I I'm mean, just like, confused. No, no, no. By... It's like it's what you're saying. Because this, I, is, I... this is why I don't understand it, oh, no, right? Just, this is why I don't. Because oh here, let me tell you. Yeah. Because you're somebody who doesn't take projects because you think the money is too little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not understanding why you yeah, would. I'm not. I'm not. My, my situation has nothing to do with what we're talking about, okay? Because at the level that I am at, I'm not even, I'm like, in, in the MMA world, right? I'm ranked number 62. No one would know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like... 62 is a stretch. Kokuru Michimaba. Yeah, I was going to say, what's yeah, some, some Japanese like, fight? Some Japanese, <laughs> no one knows. yeah, yeah, no one knows. You know, 68, I, I only fight in like, you know what I mean, Hiroshima or whatever. Yeah. In some like yeah. local gym or fight fight club. Like nobody would know me, all right. You're we're talking about at the top level. What I saw right Saturday night was somebody that was stretched, you know. I think and, what I and, saw and, was and, and I and Conor McGregor doesn't have to do all that, and either did Ronda. You know, my, she could have done it without it, and that's a fact. My friend made a point today. Um, my my friend made a point about 
um, Rousey's personality. And this is the next thing I wanted to get into. It's like, we know that Ronda Rousey has all the mental fortitude in the world to be this like multitasking superstar. She has a book deal, movies. She trains. We know she trains super hard, nonstop. She's just a hardworking chick, right? So so fortitude. But does she have the mental fortitude slash adaptability to correct during a fight because it seemed like she psychologically crumbled in there it seemed like like a petulant baby who couldn't grab a toy that they wanted and then absolutely throwing a quote-unquote tantrum it it, her emotions were written all over her face you didn't sense the weigh-ins right yeah it was as if all her character shortcomings were like surfaced and it showed in every single second during that fight and my question is is like we've always seen her been this absolute like psychological force and doing psychological warfare into her opponents but when you see her in that ring i felt like she couldn't adapt to holly it's as if whether or not she just came in with the wrong game plan, she just couldn't adapt to the fact. You remember when she hit and missed and she landed on that knee? And she looked And lost. she turned like, around. Oh, my God. It yeah. was, that's when I thought, oh, fuck, this is over. This girl is. She was probably is, in she, Hawaii she, with sliced alone in some cabana. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's not, you know, she's doing shit she's not supposed to be doing. No, but that, does that make sense to you, my no, question, what I, Gilbert? What I'm saying is, is that if she was 100% dedicated to fighting, she would have fucking been way more competitive and she probably would have won. That's all I'm I saying. I think here is, I'll, I'll offer a differing opinion just because I don't think that Ronda Rousey, because she's had very quick fights, right? In she's her gonna career. Win the, she's going to win the rematch. I don't think that Ronda Rousey has been challenged psychologically like she was here where it was like in the first round because she's been so used to just these quick one-rounders that she hasn't been tested to, or she she hasn't been forced to adapt to new conditions in the in the octagon. I'm gonna bet five hundred bucks both of you that she's Sweetie, gonna win. Can you just uh, for just two seconds? Five hundred dollars. Like, give me giving, a handshake. She's giving eyes. Let her finish. Okay. No, it's because here's the thing, right? When you speak to Bobby, he doesn't listen. He's already just thinking about what he's gonna say that doesn't relate to to or giving you insight into what you just said. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to actually pose a question to Gilbert that you keep interrupting. Oh, so if you can just shut the fuck up for two seconds, that'd be really nice. Boom. My question to you, Gilbert, is what do you think? Is she a girl that who who just hasn't been tested in that department? Did, what like, did it seem like to you? I feel like she was. I mean, she's been tested to Misha, right? She did a round and a half. Right. First time after, so right. that was a big step. I think, I don't know. First of all, camp, her corner, man. I don't know. I mean, how can she adapt when her corner is telling her you're doing a great job? So right, that's do? true. Autopilot. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Right, I'm you're right. It, 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 he had the opportunity to to correct her, and it, it didn't. She wasn't being helped. Yeah. She she wasn't even being guided at all. So you know, it's safe to say that it's probably it's it's probably lack of that. It's probably lack of saying, hey, like get your shit together. That you did it all wrong. Mm-hmm. But okay, Bobby, you can speak again. How does this all play out from here? What's your where where do we Let see Ronda? What's she doing right do now? Do you guys want? Do you guys think it's okay to have an immediate rematch, or do you think Ronda should take a fight and Holly should take a fight? I think that um, each without fighter, logistics of things, I feel like each fighter should take a fight. She has to shoot a movie. Yeah. So that's I. What do we? She I mean, sh- no, she has to shoot a movie. I'm saying, but she's they're, li- they're thinking of waiting for Holly to wait after the movie. Holly doesn't get to fight for six months, and they fight at UFC 200 for a rematch. Yeah, but you know, what I mean, like. If I was Ronda, I would just like just tell the movie I'm not doing it. I would do and the movie still. I wouldn't. 
Are you I would, fucking out of your fucking mind? No, I would do it to take time off a fight. She should no, not she jump should back be, in. She would, should, go, she would should go to some hilltop, right, in, in, in with no people, meditate, right, and just, you know what I mean, figure out what she fell in love with fighting, that, that love for it, figure that out, and then just in her head go, I have to win. That's actually really good advice. I That's, have to win. She needs time off. And but the, no, but, no, but the, what he said right there, like saying like why you fell in love with something to begin with, without all mm-hmm. the bells and whistles mm-hmm. of everything you've gotten from the sport, but really just like dig deep and say like why 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 did I do this to to start? It was it certainly wasn't for the money because I mean most fighters don't ever go in for the money. There's hardly any money nope. there, so it's like you know what? And here's the thing: um, remember, people don't realize that Holly Holmes has been knocked the fuck out before. Mm-hmm. This is a girl who's been KO'd brutally to where her half her body was hanging off the ropes. And you know what? At 34 years old, she enters at she she comes into this big grand arena and knocks out a champion. So it's not over for Ronda. Oh, absolutely not. No. You know, and I think that it just happened on such like a, a public and huge scale. Forum, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit tougher for hers because it's it's weird. She's had the best year of her life and the worst. Because everything leading up to Saturday has been fantastic for her. Yeah. You know, it's like she's being, she's she's probably the richest she's ever, ever been. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, man, everyone gets knocked down at some point. What did Rocky do when he fought Ivan Drago? He persevered. No, yeah, what, what did he do? I mean, what did he do? He, he went to like some cat. Oh, he did the crazy. Lock yeah. cabin, right? Like go to Big Bear or something. He had all those people. Remember on that little like what is that, that? It was like a thing where he was lifting them up and they were sit, all sitting everyone on, sit, yeah. yeah sitting on it. You know, he tied some shit in the snow. Started you know, that's what she's got to do. Like yeah. Von Dom and kickboxer. I think that she should also kick back a little bit on the um, arrogance mm. scale. I don't no, know. This is, I think no, she this still humble. Keeps it. This that's what I'm saying. What I wanted to say is is that the you know when she woke up, you know what I mean. Sunday morning, right? The pain and suffering Oof, what of day. what she, you know, that happened all came, it was like a weight, you know? And, um, you know, and she has to live with that. And the only way to get out of that, in my opinion, is to win. She has to win again. Mm-hmm. And she has to beat Holly Holm. And so it's like, for me... I mean, it, this is not even compared, compared though it's, but I did a show in San Jose called um, The Doghouse Comedy Show. And it was 20,000 seats. And um, Leslie Jones, you know, I had to follow her. And she destroyed so badly that I got booed off a of stage with 20,000 people. When was this? This is like maybe six years ago. Like, literally, like 20,000 people booed me. Well, I was supposed to be doing 20 minutes. And I ended up doing two or three minutes. I couldn't stay up there because I was just being pelted. What? Yeah. So when I went backstage, I my first thought is, oh, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was so embarrassing, you know? And and then I remember being in my hotel, just laying there all night. And everyone was partying because I think, Ch- yeah, Chappelle was on the lineup. Um, was it Urban? Cat Williams. Lineup? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And... Um, and then I remember saying to my agent, because he was there, and I go, because the next week, the same exact lineup, we were doing it in Irvine at the Spectrum. And I go, you got to get me out of that. He's like, no, you have to stay, you have to kill. Mm-hmm. 
you have to kill. So that whole week, I just, in my head, I was like, I have to kill. And I killed. And it, it, it took away the, the bombing a week earlier. You know what I mean? And then also I was like, you know, proud of myself that I persevered and I mentally got through whatever that was. You know what I mean? Because it was so embarrassing. It was a real bottom for me. And so, I mean, I know that's nothing compared to what Rhonda's going through. But, you know, I feel like it's sim similar enough. You know, I think that she needs to win. Because the only way she's going to get through it is to win, beat Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. Like GSP did with Sarah, mm -hmm. and then if you see that second fight, that she Matt had no chance against GSP. You could see a man right, literally going, "This is never going to happen again," and and Sarah knew it in the ring. You could see between the eyes, you could see his eyes like, "I'm going to lose this." Mm -hmm. But that's the that's the biggest point, the biggest takeaway point for for anybody. I mean, whoever watches any type of combat sports or actually any sport, sport at all, general, it's like, yeah. look, dude, like undefeated doesn't mean you're a champion. A champion means you've seen it all, fought them all, even lost a few, but always come back and, 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 and prove otherwise. You know what I mean? So it's like, to me, a champion isn't somebody like Mayweather. Like, I, th I think that he's a very skilled fighter, but I don't think that he's ever going to go down as the, the greatest of all time. Like, not in my book, maybe in other people's book. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya doesn't think so. I know. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, you yeah. know, I, I, here's, here's my, my, my opinion about Rhonda. I do think that she's... Uh, a little bit of a strange girl like i think that she is sort of a crazy person but that's why we all love Likeable, her yeah yeah i mean you, i remember watching her in the old um in the ultimate fighter as one of the coaches crazy. and i remember her like basically threatening misha tate because misha tate was celebrating her fight her own fighters win and then ronda saying how dare you smile at my at at, at my um my fighter's loss. Yeah. And Misha Tate was just Shocked, celebrating, yeah. right? And so it, Rana does appear in like certain, like she does have some unlikable traits about her, but I think that's all the more why she's compelling and she stirs people to either love her or hate her. That girl has basically... Yeah, but I want to, can I just say this though? It's like, you know, years ago, she was at the comedy store for a couple nights. She hung out. Just that chill? Yeah. Oh, and this wow. is before she was who she was. And she, Rogan brought her. They came in the same car and stuff. And um, she was so cool. Like, literally, like, what I know of her now isn't what she was then. She was a young girl, right, who was on her way up. This is, like, right when from Invicta, not Invicta, but whatever. Strike Force. Strike Force to UFC. Mm -hmm. And she was um, super cool. Like, we talked. I mean, she was cool with every comic. And she was, I mean, I don't know. I can't base it on just that couple of times I saw her. But my feeling was that she was just an excited girl about what is my life going to become? Yeah. You know? And then when all those distractions and those carrots and, you know what I mean, and the gold and the diamonds, when all that gets in the way, it deludes the mind, you know? And it makes I think one she's crazy. in the camp. She needs to, like, when I say um, Rocky, Ivan Drago, I'm not kidding. She needs to go back to her roots, right, and figure out what, you know what I mean, find the love again for it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, she, I don't think that's her. I think that she is, you know I mean, a young girl who is um, a nice person. I yeah. think that um, 
I, I think that you're right. And I think that even today, if you love her or hate her, you have to realize that Holly Holm would not be getting the recognition that mm -hmm. she's getting right now without Rhonda. I think Rhonda almost single-handedly built that stage for women. She did build it. Yeah, she did build yeah. it. And, you know, I, I'm sorry to say that a meek and quiet girl like Holly Holm without Ronda Rousey ever being in a mix, would never be a oh, superstar. No. Never. Not by herself, never. unfortunately. But it's just like you just, she's she's almost like, she's perfect. She's a perfect Nancy. Like she just, she can't, right? It's it's not, it's not interesting enough for us. She's not flawed. But for, it works now because Ronda built this stage. She can be Ron, that person. Ronda is now like a Billie Jean King. Like she is one of those women in sports history that's going to have... If they were going to have a chapter 100 years from now, she would be a chapter. She oh, is that influential. And she opened Dana White's eyes to women in fighting. You know, there would be no div women division without her, mm -hmm. you know, because she was the catalyst that drove him to go, you know, what I mean, oh, I see the light, you mm -hmm. know. So it's like she is extremely important to that that sport the history. Yeah. And anyone disrespecting her. Because I've been reading comments lot, on her Instagram yeah. and like, you loser and whatever, whatever. It's like, how fucking dare you? And also, just FYI, I want to say this. If you're a fucking, if you, you're you a busboy, <laughs> no, listen, and you're a valet, you know what I mean, someplace, and you're smoking pot, you can't get chicks, right? And you jerk off all night to teen porn like I do, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you're uh, late night commenting on someone like Ronda Rousey going, you're a bitch and a loser. Mm -hmm. You're the loser. I okay? agree. No, 100%. You know, I, I feel like anybody that has anything foul to say about somebody that's taking huge risks and walking through that much fear and you're ripping them apart because they tried their best and they lost, you're a fucking loser. And also it's like all eyes are on her, right? So we can sit here and say, oh, she lacks maturity or she, you know, she's all, you know, she, she's arrogant or she's this or that. It's like, look, if we were in the spotlight too, it'd be easy to count at least 10 character defects of mine. Like I, there mm -hmm. are a lot, I have a lot of demons myself. So does Bobby, so do you, so does everybody. But it's, we're, we're just not in that spotlight to be picked apart, you know? So it's like at the end of the day, yeah, whether you love, love her or you hate her, it's so hard to see a champ go down like that. And watching it almost doesn't feel real. It's like when I watched her go down, like my body wanted to reject the truth. Not because I absolutely loved Rhonda. And it's it's like it you just don't expect it. It's not what you anticipate to happen. Because she is so just profoundly like just, you know, we've we've never seen her vulnerable. So it's like you step out of reality so much that you start to have crazy thoughts. Like in my head, Gilbert, I'm not even kidding you. I thought like no, 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 it's not over. She's going to put her hands together. She's going to have a ball of fire and she's just going to Hadouken. She's going <laughs> to fucking Hadouken Holly right now. Like that's how much I bargained with reality because it didn't seem real to me when she went down. Yeah. Like it's almost like I, I felt so unsettled. Like I'm like, I need to have like a roundtable discussion and debrief because all that came out of my mouth for 10 minutes straight was, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And via text as well. You right. Said, oh that's my. all I that's all I could write. That's all I could muster at the moment. I was that like, oh, fuck. Like, even if she had lost her decision is one thing. But that was a fucking like thunderous collapse. You're like, holy fuck, you know, I'd like to do a prayer. I can if, pray. If you don't mind. Go ahead. Do you mind, baby? No. OK, dear Heavenly Father, please um, bless the victims of 
the Paris incident and um, take care of them in your room and um, also put Ronda Rousey in your womb and carry her. Carry in her. his womb? What? I don't know. Whatever it is. He's a male. It's, oh, wait, hold on. He's whatever. He's ambiguous. Oh, God can be a woman. Yeah, sexually yeah. ambiguous, right? 2015. Is a womb, and, a uterus, and, you know, and a like that. in terms of the. I'm not done with my prayer, guys. You're, sorry, you guys sorry, are fucking sorry. it up. Sorry, God. I swore. <laughs> anyway, dear Heavenly Father, do this, the, the, the footprints of the sand. So there's one pair of footprints, and you're carrying Rhonda and the Paris victims. And then um, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. That was it? Yeah. We were... That was not just it. That was good. Amen. So just just say that was good. That was and good. Then, so we're praying. No, don't question it. We're praying for the world and Rhonda. Yes. That was a really sweet prayer. Thank you. You know that um, um, on our way to Vancouver and then on our way back, we had sort of a rocky flight. And um, sometime during the flight or on the way there, we had bad turbulence. And some lady <laughs> in the back, seriously, you know, there's always one person when it, when you get turbulence on a plane that makes it worse for everybody. Yeah. There's always one fucking bitch who always just either screams at the top of their lungs or like on her way back, some lady was like, what is going on? Like she was freaking out. No, was she like, did this. I was sleeping. She goes, like this. she goes like this. Just, what? Yeah, yeah, like scream like, like that. Like at top of the, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I heard. I'm like, what the fuck is so happening? So Bobby and I were laughing like hysterically because so it's always hard. that one person who like just gets too hyped up over some turbulence, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like truly, if the plane is crashing, like what would we do? Like what would you do? Like what would be your reaction if the pilot's like, um, you know, with, I mean, he probably wouldn't be like, we're going down, guys. But you started to really feel like you were in trouble. I don't need new fears. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to think about it. I mean, that's the most horrifying thing. Um, Maybe I'll pass out and then shit my pants and then cry and then do what the lady did. I don't know. But I know it's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to accept it. We're not going to have final words to each other. We're like looking. No, at each I would other. probably try to like After try to create a parachute with other people's clothing. <laughs> what is Bobby Lee doing? He's just trying to tie clothes <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. And he's like punching the window or what? And I would like I would probably I'm being honest with you. I'd probably look at other people and go, what's going on? <laughs> like ask them, what's going on? What do we do? I don't know, man. It would be, you I, guys I don't want to try to fuck one last time while it's going down? No. Really? I feel like your natural response would just to be like randomly get naked. No. I would be so petrified. I don't know. I don't, I don't Baby, fuck, man. This I, is a new thing now. Wow. I Do you have a thing? Unhelpful advice with Bobo and Coloco. This is from uh, Marie. Uh, I'm Filipino with a good career and make a decent living. The problem is my family sees my earnings and success as community, and I am always expected to give this or to contribute to that. This seems to be common in the Asian community. I've worked very hard. I'm becoming resentful at my family for always asking. My family came to North America when I was nine, so it's not like I made any promises to anyone back home that I would help them out. Or when does my debt to my family stop? Thank you. Okay, well. Never. Because you're Filipino and it just seems to be like the fucking my 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 thing. What well, I'm sorry, Faith. Go ahead, go ahead. No, it's just because I understand. I understand her so much, and it's the same frustration that I have with my family. And I always, my sister and I, always talk about this, where it's like, how the fuck did we become responsible for giving money to people who are older than us now and their families, right? 
but it's almost like this unsaid obligation and responsibility that's been instilled in you from the moment you're told that you're leaving for the United States. It's like, I left when I was 15, right? But in your head, you're like, no. Like, they always tell you, like, oh, when you get, you know, when you make money there, like, don't forget about us. And let me tell you, they, they make sure you don't forget about them. Do you know how many Facebook messages or how many times I get hit up during the week by cousins fucking who, who basically... It, I understand that life in the Philippines is really hard. Like the the it, it's tough to make money. Even even you make more at a call center than you do working as a nurse. Sometimes even working as a lawyer. It really is that yeah. tough. My my sister back home is a nurse, her husband is a lawyer and they they just make ends meet, you know? And it I I end up my sister and I end up having to help them and their family still. If so it's it's not that they're not pulling their weight there. You you they live in a third world country where even jobs that, you know, would equate to being like successful over here is not this, it it wouldn't equate to being successful over there, you know? And it's, it's, it's sad to say that you should probably cut them off if you're not doing it from, from out of the, out of the want to do it. If it's not coming from your heart, don't do it because you're just breeding more resentment. For me and my sister, we're at a point in our lives where we want, I have nieces and nephews who are very young and that's where most of our money is going. So we see it as, okay, it's for them, not for the adults. But hey, man, the fucking, the adults, I'm sure get, you know, pocket a, a good amount of what we, we send back home. Mm. So it's really frustrating and I feel you. I haven't found the solution yet. All I know is that I understand your resentment so much and I, 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 I can't, when I find a solution to it, I will gladly share with you. My thing is just mom, dad, brother sisters that's it mm-hmm. that's family that's it my mom my dad my brother is his family anyone outside of that no money yeah but you're raised in america to live in a nuclear type of family right in the no, Philippines, I, I lived with my cousins they lived in my house right so okay then it's not it's they not, don't get no money they still ask something. yeah but yeah. they're also they're yeah. also living in america so fuck them they need the money yeah I but i'm all saying, of them ask what i'm and saying you know what is, i say i don't respond to them Mm. I don't even ta- I, you know if they, they go hey I need it the only time remember my one cousin don't okay no names I'm not gonna okay. say names yeah. one cousin because he's my favorite cousin and he didn't really ask I just kind of went God you know what I mean but also because so he's a, a super decent human he's a being decent kid, just you know going I mean? through it and I it. really love him so I him yes my brother yes my parents yes mm-hmm. I send my parents money every month they're old they fucking did so much for me. You have to, yeah. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. See, that's an exchange. You have reciprocity. That's why you're doing it. And I think it's wonderful. In this, in her case, Gilbert, man, I can't tell you how much of an issue this is with my own family. Remember, like, my mom has 10 siblings, right? So I have, you can't, you can't imagine but how sweetie, many cousins have, I have. I'm sorry, for, I don't want to be confrontational with you. But the thing is, is that you do, you respond to people. Why do you do that? Because my, I, for the hope that, they're just trying to say hello because I'm their cousin. You're going to make me like break. This is such a sensitive subject for me. My issue with my family, I guess, back home is that like they don't say hello just to say hello. It's always like, do you have money? Do you have a handout? Oh, and yeah. like I keep responding thinking that, no, these are people I grew up with. Of course, they just want to say hello, but they don't. Yeah. And it's like there's at the end of a conversation asking how you are. It's always like, oh, can you help me with this? And it's like, fuck, could it just have ended with how you're doing? And I know there's always a hidden agenda. And it's like, I don't, 
I can't find my way out of not responding because these are people I genuinely care about. But I st- I'm starting to realize that, no, yes, we grew up together, Kalila, but they now they're just hustlers. They're hustlers. We're related, but they're hustling you. Yeah. And you know, and it, it, it might, I don't know why I continue to try to convince myself that they're good people. But the truth is that, no, some of them are drug abusers. Some of them are shitty husbands and they just take the money and they run and you don't hear from them until they need your money again. And so you know what, Marie? Don't perpetuate that cycle. If if you if you feel like they need it and you want to do it from the bottom of your heart, do it. But if if you're starting to feel like they're just doing it for the sake of handouts because you they know that you're gonna give it, fuck them. I know it's family, but fuck them. It it's time that especially in the Filipino community, let them let them grow, let them strengthen up and fucking figure that shit out. Like I, it's 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 fucking like Marie, maddening. Marie, no. <laughs> there it is. That's it. No. no. Um, I just want one last thing before we close out. Um, this Friday, I'm doing a Mad TV reunion show on the CW. I'm really depressed about it because um, <laughs> I'm super depressed because it's 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 just one of those things where yeah. it's like I thought that I would do that, you know, what I mean, 20 years from now or whatever, you know. But this is like, it just feels like. Because I look at like what I've accomplished from Mad TV till now, and I haven't accomplished as much as some other ones, you know, like Kim Peel and Ike and some of these people, Alex Borstein, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like a fucking loser. I really do. That, I feel like a loser. Why and I, didn't I'm you say go, no? I am gonna do it. I have to do it now. Why? Because it's like Mike. McDonald texted me. He's like, you have to. Everyone's saying you have to do it. I have to do it. Is there anyone not doing it? Yeah. Yeah, Key and Peele. Key and Peele aren't doing it. Okay. And um, that's fine. You know, but Arden's doing it. I think Flanagan. I mean, people are doing it, right? But I think Ike's doing it. But um, it's just so fucking depressing because I had so many dreams when that show ended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I literally, literally like, oh, this is going to, you know, something, things are going to happen. And it just really never did for me. And, um, you know, I had an audition today, some movie audition. And I'm like, just waiting in the lobby. Like, this is, you know, this is what I've been doing mm-hmm. for the last, well, that show was canceled eight, nine years ago, you yeah. know? So, um, no, I'm crying. <laughs> Don't cry, baby. You have no, fallout. So, um, tell us all the joy that Fallout brought that into reunion, your life. Though, because there's, I know you're gonna hate this, but people like me, we grew up watching you, so it'd be exciting. Yeah, but to what see does that do? It, well, for me, it's gonna be fun to watch. Listen, like, I was in Vancouver, I s- sold out all the all shows. shows, you know, and people go, Well, you should feel good about that, and I do. I feel great about my fans. They added an extra they show, add, yeah, I love it, and I love doing it. I'm just saying it, you know, what I mean, from just a st- 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 statistical standpoint, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at the stats. Is that what stats means? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, so I just compare stats, that's all. You know, and um it's human nature. But anyway, this is a interesting podcast today. I think that you should at least give us a little bit of um feedback um to Fallout since you've been playing it all week and it just came out. How happy are you and how much what on a scale of one to ten, where do you rate it? I know that you haven't played Destiny at all. 
That's crazy. It's crazy. It's been that's fully so replaced. Crazy. Once you replaced. stop playing, it's kind of your. And I know that Steve, his brother, has been busy in Fallout now for. Yeah, and then um, Eric, Eric Griffin texted me today. I kid you not, you're dead to me. Because of the Destiny Fallout. Yeah. Wow. Is it that great? He said, "You're dead to me." No, it's not that great. It's it's. It's, it's what it, you like. It's not even what I like. The game is exactly like Fallout Three, but with some added features. You know, it's it's it feels the same. You know, you come in gross. You immersed in it. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's, not a, oh wow! In Destiny, I suck, and everyone sees that I suck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm at the tower. Some dude that has better raid gear, better like. You know, Osiris gear stands next to me. And I'm like, oh, I just got the regular faction stuff on, yeah. right? Is Bobby Lee just wearing a cloth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like I spent a whole year playing this game, mm-hmm. and that's all I have. You know, and so with Fallout 4, nobody sees what I have. You know, and it's just my own little fantasy. And is I enjoy that. Is there no multiplayer component? Like no. you can't play with Steve? No. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to play with Steve. And he's playing with um character that looks like me and with her, her name is Kalai. Yeah. Nice. And we have a dog. And I actually enjoy watching him play because I can at least be a part of the decisions with like building the home, the yeah, decor, yeah. the dress she wears. Yeah. No, but it's 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 a vast world and it's like I just think that Bethesda or any other game is like Oblivion Skyrim. So All good. the Fallout stuff, it's just so good. And, um, I, you know, people hate it. Some people online hate mm-hmm. it. They think it's repetitive or, you know, the graphics aren't that great or there's too many glitches. But I just love it so much. I see through it, you know. So anyway. Do you um, foresee yourself going back to Destiny ever? Ooh. Well, tonight, it's there's, the reset is tonight, the weekly reset. And I know that Eric's going to want to do the... Um, the, the hero strikes and the nightfall, but I'm like, I don't have any interest. But if he texts me and goes, yo, dude, you know, I swear to fucking God, I'll never talk to you again. You're gonna if you don't it. do it, then I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Just because that'll take an hour or two hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, guys, this is a, it was a crazy week. I'm at the Brea Improv coming up this weekend and uh, my man Gilbert's going to do Saturday night. Second show. Second show. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? I might bomb. You're gonna be there, right? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be fired. I know. Can I'm not I... fucking around. I know. Okay. And you're gonna bomb. Okay. And it's gonna be. <laughs> you know he's. I'm saying, just accepting everything. You now. know he's just saying okay, but when on a car ride conversation, he was he actually said he wouldn't. That to have what? faith in him that he wasn't gonna. That bomb. You're gonna bomb. Great, and I'm so great. I, I'm so happy to hear that. Because the thing is, is that, you know, it, it'll just be a packed room. You know, you know, it, I know I'll be, I finally experienced the open mic run. And oh, my God, I don't even know how if you're a stand up. I don't even know how a young stand up even grows from this environment of open mics. Maybe it you're is gonna, the weirdest thing ever. Maybe you're going to feel the way Rhonda felt this past Saturday. All that expectation, all that anticipation of doing well and then just like plummeting to the ground and full collapse. Well, the expectation is me bombing, though. No, not within yourself. I understand. Not with can the I, whole Twitter universe. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Gilbert, Gilbert, can I say this, right? Yeah. When you're bombing on stage, you're going to feel it. And the things are going to feel, isn't going to be most, it's going to be mental, but it's going to be physical. Uh-huh. You're going to feel the sweat, the trembling, the mouth drying, uh-huh. the confusion, 
and the embarrassment because there are going to be beautiful women in the crowd, <laughs> right, wearing short skirts, hot as fuck. It's okay, I'm attracted to penis. doesn't bother me. And, the, and <laughs> they're looking at you going, oh, my God, right? And it's going to drive your this soul apart. brown guy is failing. Failing. So I'll anyway, be- just good luck, and I'll see you Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to Tiger Bell, everybody. Bye. You guys, please subscribe to... Um, Please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at Tiger Belly, on Twitter at the Tiger Belly. Email us all your questions at the Tiger Belly at gmail.com. As Bobby said, he'll be in Brea this Friday through Sunday, right? November mm-hmm. 20th through the 22nd. Any um, other shows after that? or? Uh, yep. Webster, New York, December 10th through 12th. And then Fort Lauderdale Improv, December 17th through 19th. And I think we also have um, our website up now, right? I don't know, just news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we have a website? What's the website? Domain name. This super kid from Melbourne, Australia. Give him a named, shout out. Give him a shout named out. Named Adam Brock um, has taken it upon himself to um, create our website for us. I've never met the guy, but he seems super cool. He's like, fuck it, let me do it for you guys. So yeah, I it's um, the Tiger Belly. Com. I think all the episodes are uploaded. Um, I'm, we're still gonna try to figure out a way to. I don't know how to. I don't know how this works. So, yeah. but he's our and, he's and our we- tech guy. Yeah, and this website is up there, but it's not like this is the final website. We're still growing. We're still learning things. We're gonna start adding video components down the future. So don't feel like this is it. It's literally their podcast from iTunes transferred <laughs> to a website. <laughs> we're gonna have merch up eventually, and then we're gonna announce some um, giveaways pretty soon. So, Thanksgiving aways. Um, thanks- Thanksgiving thanks- away- giveaways. Is that what we decided? Yes. I'm giving out my virginity to any lucky ladies out there. And after he loses... Because, mom, I'm a virgin, if you're and listening. after he loses his virginity, um, or actually, no, after we hit um, half a million subscriptions, um, Gilbert is going to um, <laughs> um, allow me to circumcise him. A home he, circumcision. Home circumcision using a pukpuk method that we do in the Philippines, the where we basically... The method. We, we pull your foreskin, your schmuck, all the way, and we put it on like a little stick, and then I get a hatchet. Oh, I'd like to pass already. And then after that, I as I'm simulta- as I'm doing that, I'm chewing on guava leaves. So like after I cut your foreskin off, I'm gonna pack it up with guava leaves. And then oh, there, there's no river here. Usually the kids all the L.A. Up. River. I'm like, there's no water. There's no water. <laughs> Usually the kids all jump in like the river afterwards. So you hear that, guys? Kalila's saliva is gonna be under my foreskin. I'm going to shove guava leaves into his little dick hole. So you guys really make this happen for us. On Periscope. It's going to be on Periscope. Right. It's going to be a live event. And um, um, so half when we get to half a million, this is a promise. And um, God, please don't say that. I need that on paper, Gilbert. So you're going to have to commit to it it's now. It's going to blow up on Reddit. Get this kid a live circumcision. I'm going to actually just start a GoFundMe for all my like um, equipment. Oh God! I want a really good hatchet. What do you mean? A qu- all you need is a hatchet, guava. I want leaves, imported and a- guava leaves. I don't want that bullshit like From the like Central America guava leaves. I want Filipino guava leaves. <laughs> That's Keep what I shit want. Authentic. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Ciao. Bye, Yohan, if you're listening. <laughs>
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, Toyota, let's let's go go places. places.